the Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Tori. And I'm Anissa. And this is MTV's official challenge podcast, where we go behind the scenes of the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies. We have an extra special podcast episode for you because we are celebrating the release of the challenge's 500th episode. It's insane. It's insane. 500 episodes. Dude, it's crazy. And it's great because we get to talk to the man that literally started it all. 500 episodes ago, John Murray, the creator of the challenge, will be coming on the show for an exclusive interview. I'm so excited. I mean, he's like the real father of reality TV. So this is going to be absolutely amazing. I haven't seen John or talked to him in forever. So I cannot wait to hear what he has to say. Yes, let's get right into it. All right, Anissa. No, she's not (laughs) home. Yes, yes, she is. It's so crazy. She left. Um, Well, whoever's filling in for her. Nope. It's the 37 second time bomb in honor of it being the 37th season. You're lucky it's not the 500 second time bomb in honor of it being the 500 episode. So why don't we just look at the bright side? And I mean, I could 30... actually give in more inter- information in 500 seconds than 37. That's true, but that's not what we're working with right now. So no. are you ready? In three, oh, shit. two, one, go. Okay, Nelson's really pissed that Kyle took a spot on the team and then puffs out his chest and they kind of like get crazy like two rams about to fight. They don't fight, they just argue. And then, okay, we go to the challenge and they have money bags and they got to get across the field and tackle each other and do a whole bunch of shit and there's a little bit of smoke and whatever. You know, the real smoke was the Emerald team. They smoked everybody. They got so much money across their line. I love when people started tackling each other like crazy people. That's what I love about the show. Anywho, moving forward, Bettina's like, throw me down. Everybody doesn't throw her down. Instead, they throw Emmy down. Emmy then picks Bettina, where maybe she should have picked the vet, but then we could talk about that later. Done, Anywho, done, done. Oh, that was mother- great, Anissa. Fucker. Listen, you're a calm in a storm, girl. You're you're not a, a, you're, not a, a, you're a calm in a storm. Dude, you're a light, you're a lighthouse on a on a rocky shore. That's what you are because in the storm, you are just always there, calm, steady, collected, 37 second time bomb. You killed it. That's fine. Thank you for that boost of confidence, but I'm not taking any of those compliments seriously. All right. Play <laughs> of the day. Yeah. I mean, Emerald team really like they kicked ass. Body bags. Body bags, dude. I mean, listen, the challenge was set up for domination if you had strong girls on your team because the girls were the ones who crossed the end line. So it came down to the girls. Because even if all your guys made it to the middle, if your girls couldn't make it to the end with the bags they came with, none of them counted. So we got lucky that this team was. Wait, back up. Yeah. So I'll explain it again. So. All of the guys, they started with bags and they ran to the middle safe zone, right? Where they handed off their bags to the girls. Oh. And then the girls. And so they, the, the points wouldn't count until you make it all the way to the end of the girls. So technically, even if the guys made it to the girls section, if the girls didn't make it with the guys points, then they didn't count anyway. So this game came down to strong girls for sure. Yeah. Which is why we got really lucky because we have. I mean, in my opinion, the three strongest girls. Ashley's also very strong. She's a great competitor. I'm not saying she's not. But we had a great a stack. And Emmy's, we Emmy's strong, Casey. too. Yeah. And Emmy's strong, too. Absolutely. There are girls, but we had a strong lineup. It wasn't just like an individual. So I got to give it to, yeah. I mean, thank you for giving it to Emerald because, honestly, I'm proud to be Emerald. Emerald for life. Yeah. I mean, every time I watch this, I wish I was there. You know, this is yeah. a challenge I feel like I really would have loved to do once again. Oh, nobody would have taken you out. I mean, they could they could have put their hands on me, but wait, what if we give play of the day to Big T tackling Ashley? Because 
I think Big T's an underdog. Yeah. Dude, no one knows how strong Big T is. She is. She's strong. Yeah. She's she's freaking strong. She is. She's not she's not just like she's got she's got strength. Yeah, she definitely does. And she's, it took three of us to get those bags off of her when yeah. we were playing defense. I think that she was like pretending it was a Louis Vuitton bag that she just bought. She's yeah. like, you guys aren't <laughs> taking this from me. But yeah. she does have great upper body strength. Um, it builds really like her muscles build so fast. I know that that was one thing she was working on. But like you were not getting that out of her hands. No, she's a beast. Yeah, she is. She deserves some credit. I love it. Uh, Dirtiest Deed was just... I mean, do you think it's Amanda heating up that argument between Emmy and Bettina? Possibly. To get herself out of elimination or walking around in Emerald threatening to switch to Emerald? I feel like, I mean, it was strategic and smart and it was good for her game, but. Right. But it wasn't necessarily clean. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the cleanest deed. It wasn't the cleanest. I'm not saying she's a bad person for it. It's all strategy. No, this isn't about dirty deed doesn't mean you're you're an asshole. Yeah. Best political move is the dirty deed, according to our definition. For sure. That it was so the for best. her. Yeah. yeah. That was that was a great strategic move to get the heat off her ass. And it worked. Because Emmy literally said, I'm gonna pick a vet so that there are still rookies left, which I think would have been smarter. No offense to the vets, but like it would have been smarter. Because then Emmy, I mean, even though Emmy's a beast and I don't think the girls that are left really want to go against her. Yeah. But you also, you know, it's easier for people to vote her in. Yep. So if she left another person up there with her, she would give her another week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That was CT's just advice. A, just an idea. Yeah. I mean, it was good advice. I think ultimately what I respect about Emmy, and I love Bettina too. Like, I think Bettina's mm-hmm. a great person. But what I respect about Emmy is, like, when she had beef with somebody, the only person she really beefed with was Bettina. She kind of called her out and was like, all right, let's finish what we started. So it's interesting. But let's go into the mission because it was badass. Like you said, Nisa, you wish you would have been there. I wish you would have been there. It was awesome. Yeah. I love tackling. Yeah. I'm a big tackler. Let's give Josh some credit for that stiff arm to Kyle because everybody yeah, says Josh him is, right out of the way. Everyone says Josh isn't out, uh, isn't uh, doesn't have agility. That was super agile. Like, see you later, Kyle. Yep. See you never. Yep. Definitely gave him a little confidence boost. I love that. I love that for people who aren't like expected to do well and then just shit all over people. Everyone wants the underdog to do well. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, so. the Tom Brady, right? Let's talk about Logan. He's got that hurt hamstring. He walks out with the bags, pump fakes, bop, 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 brat, right to Corey in the end zone. Unfortunately, they're in the end He's zone. He's out. Yeah. But what's crazy is, is that <laughs> Logan was like, I want to learn American football. The minute he did, he was amazing. I Go know. fucking figure. Yeah. <sighs> And yeah. then he used the skills he learned at the house right. for the challenge. Yeah. I mean, way to go, Logan. I mean, good A for effort. Legendary. A for effort, Logie Bear. Yeah, so I think all the boys did great. I mean, it was interesting to watch them play. And then obviously it came down to the girls. And Nani did great. She tracked Emmy first. And then I come through and just, bam, put her on the ground. But Nani grabs that first bag out of Emmy's hand. And then we get it out of Big T, but it takes three people to get it off Big T. I mean, I think other than that, like it. it was, it was a, it was an intense game, but it was a lot of fun. And ultimately Emerald wins again. So we're three and zero right now feeling pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Somebody needs to come infiltrate that team. I know that's what you want, but that's not what I want. No, I don't want it. But viewers want, I mean, if I'm a viewer now, I'm no, I'm just, I'm not looking at this as a challenger anymore because I'm not yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it like I want to go where the winners are. Yeah. And it could I yeah, like fuck infiltrating. I want to win the challenge. Like right. I'm coming into your team. A hundred percent. They would one hundred percent do it to me. Exactly. So if you I mean, don't think that way, like people are like, I'm just not gonna infiltrate, you know. Like I get it. I would say that to get myself out of, you know, to get myself into elimination if I needed to, so I could pick my opponent. Be like, don't worry, if I win, I won't come to you and then just come. Listen, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but I can tell you that um, it's going to get interesting for sure. And tensions yeah, are going to get really high. Listen, I, this whole season has been a switcheroo. 
Yeah. People are getting injured. People are going home. People are losing in eliminations. Mm -hmm. Teams are, I mean, partners got switched. Teams are getting switched around. I mean, I expect nothing less than a bunch of drama. Yep. To ensue. Yeah. We're getting near the end of the game, you know? So it's, it's going to be insane and I cannot wait to watch it. Yeah. And then obviously there's a lot of politics that happen after Emerald wins in the club. You see Amanda having that conversation with Bettina and then going right over to Emmy. It's very calculated. Emmy blows up on Bettina. So after that, yeah, Emmy decides that she wants to go into elimination after some, you know, talks with the Emerald squad cell. And she goes in and then she picks Bettina in this elimination called Bombs Away. And it's these like two huge rockets, obviously. And they're just flinging this thing. And it was huge, Anissa. Like in person, I don't think it looks as big as it No, it does not too big. It was massive. Like huge. And I don't these know how most, heavy it was. It, these were the most interesting eliminations. I mean, these are things I've never seen before. Yeah. But I'm... I wish Bettina would have given herself a fu- Well, I just felt bad for Bettina because, one, I adore her. She's my lamb. But also, you know, you want people to root for you. Yeah. And as much as I feel people were just kind of thinking about their own games in that time and not realizing that, even though when you're down there, it sounds like silence, there are voices that you hear. For sure. You know, and when no one's cheering for you or helping you out or giving you strategy, that's hurtful. So watching her, I'm like, if someone could just give her a better strategy, you know. I think people were screaming, but and like I had cheered for both Emmy and Bettina at that point because I like Bettina as a person, but it made more sense to root for Emmy. And I was playing just as calculated of a game as possible. But, you know, Corey was also there rooting for Bettina. I know. I'm just saying I just wish she would have. Yeah. At least had like a fighting chance, you know, like, you don't, I don't know. Yeah. I like to see shit that's like nail biters, like close, close games. Mm-hmm. Like that's always fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's so total practice. domination, I guess. So yeah. Right. I mean, this, this episode should be called total domination. Right. Yeah. So obviously Emmy wins. Bettina goes home. Bettina, don't worry. You still made Sweden really proud. You're amazing. We love you. Yes. And Emmy wins and then Emmy switches with Amanda and goes to Sapphire. I knew that was going to happen. Now Sapphire's stacked. Like they're stacked. They have CT, Ashley, two champs, multiple time champs. You have Kyle who's placed second and almost came in first. And then you have Emmy who's rookie of the year. So this team is stacked. And I think Emerald at this point in time is looking over there like, oh shit. Like we tried players. We do have six players. Which may or may not hurt you in the future. Right. We don't know yet. I don't know what's going to happen, but I've, you know, been, when you play on teams and team members leave and there are un, uneven amounts, especially going yeah. towards a final, you go into yeah. a final with uneven numbers, it can help you or it can hurt you. Absolutely. I mean, you've done it in, in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. And this game mirrored Cutthroat, right? And mm-hmm. I think that there was a team in Cutthroat that only had two girls on it. And they went to the final. So, I mean, I could be wrong on that, but I believe when we were in the house and we were trying to like, okay, where is this game going? Are we going to be running this final with uneven numbers? I mean, like you said, we've done it before. I did it in Thailand. So can we do it again? I mean, there was every everything that you can possibly question, we're all questioning when we're mm-hmm. in there. We don't know how it's going to unfold. And now knowing what I know now, I'm like, oh, man, it would have been a different game. But um it's going to be really interesting, and I can't wait for you to see what happens. And also, I can't wait to talk to our guest on the show because we have an exclusive interview right now with John Murray. And if you watch the challenge and you see Boonam and Murray Productions come up at the very end of the show, that's John Murray. Yeah. The Murray is John Murray. He's coming on the show. He started this whole thing. He's worked on countless shows, and it's going to be an incredible interview. And seriously, there's nobody better that we could have on the show for the 500th episode of the challenge. So... Take a short break, guys. We'll be right back with the incredible John Murray. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick 
joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. All right, folks, we have reached that time in the podcast that we love so much where we get to interview someone. And this isn't just someone. This Mm. is the person, the creator of Real World, Road Rules, The Challenge, Bad Girls Club, The Simple Life, the executive producer for Project Runway, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I mean, just everything. What a resume. Welcome, John Murray. Well, I'm happy to be with both of you, Anissa and Tori. It's a a real pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm talking to God. (laughs) God's in retirement. I love this because it's like I haven't seen you in 20 years, 19 years when we went out to dinner in L.A. It was it's just crazy. Did you ever think that from real world that it would expand and be this huge thing? Never, never. I mean, it's all from the beginning. It's just been sort of this crazy accident. Uh, And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's none of it was really planned. It all just grew out of the fact that we had such incredibly interesting people on these shows and we didn't want to say goodbye to them. So we had to keep coming up with new ways to keep them in our lives and in the viewers' lives. Wow. Oh, I love that. Yeah, me too. And like almost afraid to see where it's going to go next because Squid Games potentially? I don't know. It's like, not, it, no, no, I don't want to do it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I see. This is what I see in the future. I see some show where all of the children uh-huh. that have come out of these relationships yeah, right. <laughs> are, are playing games and all of you are on the sidelines as the crazy parents. 100%. I mean, yeah, it would be bad. <laughs> and then the kids all get together and somehow turn the tables on all of you. Yeah, bring it on. They we would. probably deserve it. Yeah, they probably would. John, you're... I mean, credentials are just insane. Just like listening to that list of everything that you've worked on is wild. And obviously I'm on the challenge. So I just want to know, like, in your mind, what sets the challenge apart from all of these other incredible shows that you've worked on? Well, I think the challenge is, um, it's, 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 it's become a large family that you get to revisit each time, um, as a, as a viewer. And, and I, so I think what sets it apart is that it's not just, you know, a competition show it's a competition show but it's also a soap opera a real life soap (laughs) opera because people like ct and anisa have been on this show for 20 years Mm -hmm. we've followed their ups and downs in life in some cases we followed as people have married people they've met on the challenge you know and then divorced later i mean it is a real life soap opera in all the best aspects of that in that you really get to know these people you get to see how someone like ct grows over time i mean look at how he has changed and how rich his journey has been for Mm -hmm. all of us i mean so yeah i think it has it has that element which no other show has yeah yeah i totally agree and then i mean i can't imagine it's just the 500th episode of the challenge and that is that's insane. I want to know how many of those episodes I've been on, but it's it's just, I know it's crazy to be a part of it now. What is it like to watch the show now after seeing it for so many years, like from the beginning? It's, you know, I was, uh, I watched every episode of it, um, watched, you know, rough cuts, gave notes. You know, I, I, I was on top of it for, I think the last one that I was, directly involved with was the one that we shot in Columbia. Dirty 30. Oh, Dirty 30. That was a good one. My first season. That was a long one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, you know, and then, and then I started to, you know, back off because there's so many gifted and talented people who work on it that we could really hand, hand it off to the next generation of, oh, wow. of, 
of producers. And um, I don't watch it regularly just because I can only watch so much stuff. (laughs) And, but my partner Harvey watches it. So I'll often like sneak in when he's watching it and watch just a little of it, just to see some of my, my favorite people like Anissa, who I've Mm -hmm. known for so many years um, and just sort of see what they're up to. But uh, yeah, no, it feels great. I mean, I, I, you know, when you think about all the crew people who have made a livelihood from this show, um, when you think of the cast members who mm-hmm. have made a livelihood from it. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank, it's, you. It's thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Directly, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. I am an, I'm a human thank you card to you. Um, thank, thank you so much. Same. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, like, and I'm sure, like you said, you, you, you obviously were so involved in it in earlier stages and Dirty 30 was the last season that you were directly involved in, but you did get to watch this 500th episode. And so I'm wondering, was there anything in this episode that maybe particularly stood out to you? Like, wow, I can't believe it's taking this direction or could you see it going this way? Well, it's it. there's a lot more strategy involved than there used to be. I mean, the show is so much strategy. Um, there's so much trying to figure out like, you know, do I, how am I going to get onto this team or who's going to, who am I going to push off and how is that going to affect my overall standing in the game? And I mean, there's so much you have to think about now as you play this game, because, you know, if I was playing the game, I would be one of those people who'd want to see, be on sort of the down low. I'm a nice guy. I'm, you know, supportive of people. I try not to be fake. Right. Fake can, you know, fake can be bad too. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I would just be one of those people who tries to deliver in every game and not get too caught up in the drama. Yeah. So but that wouldn't gonna... be good. I wouldn't be a good contestant because, you know, yeah. we want to be caught up in the drama. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's that balance. So if you were on the show, since you just explained what kind of player you would be, what kind of challenges do you think you would excel at? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, I think I think I'm sort of like a support player. I think I'm like I'm like I'll take that person out so that you can score the goal. Mm. So I think I'm sort of a support player, um, and I think I'm sort of the person who, in the strategy sessions, would be sort of trying to think one step ahead. Mm. Like um, I'm watching Squid Games now, yeah. Which you know you really have to think ahead on. Uh, if, yeah. if, if that was real because <laughs> right. you're going to lose your life oh. if you don't yeah right. I just let stuff happen there I couldn't even think I was just like oh this is all all gonna end badly yeah yeah um but yeah so that's how I would be I think um yeah I'm and I, I'm not good at puzzles so oh, I, was I would about to not want to be a puzzle person really? uh, oh no I, I just don't uh, those would be tough for me. I hate the one. The one I hated the most was way back when, where you had to like stack these things in a certain order, and they would just tell you, "No, you didn't stack it right." So then you have to unstack the thing and stack yeah. it again. No, you didn't. Yeah. Get it right. and you just keep trying to figure out the right order of the things. Uh, yeah, puzzles are the worst. They're literally my demise. I love them. <laughs> I hate. Them. Yes, Anisa, I know you're very good at puzzles. <laughs> I love I'd them. rather eat a puzzle. Like, put it in front of me. I'll eat the thing, please. Any way to get myself out of this. Um, you just have to find a good a good teammate who's good with puzzles. Yeah. 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 Just get yeah. CT and you're good. Oh, for sure. So have you ever tested any of the challenges back in the day? Because I know some people who are producers now have done that. Yeah. There were a couple that I wanted to test. Um, but at the time, I guess the insurance money we were paying it was not like you can just go test it because we can't go spend another like $2,000. So you can just have fun testing it. Okay. Oh, so yeah, crazy. so I never really did get to uh, to test any of them. Yeah. I mean, you were probably like pre- a precious, like precious cargo. They were like, yeah, John, um, <laughs> we actually need you. So if you could not test this, that would be great. Okay. And we're just going to blame it on the insurance. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I did have a fear. Like every time I showed up for a challenge, it was like I would always try to like stay really deep in the background because somehow I had this one horrible experience at Battle of the Sexes in Jamaica. Oh, Were you there, Anissa? Yeah. Or was that before you? No, I was there. And David and Puck. David Edwards and Puck Rainey got into it. Something happened. And somehow I'm like there 
and I have to pull Puck off to talk to him in front of all the cast, or I pulled David off, and I learned a valuable lesson as a producer. Never like meet with a cast if you're like figuring out some discipline or anything in front of everyone else because you will all turn against me. It was yeah. <laughs> you will like you need to say, hey David, hey, can I, I just want to have a drink with you? Can you come over here <laughs> and then be out of eyesight because you don't want to start like a like a like a, a war with the cast because the cast will usually form together and push back. So yeah. yeah, it was it was very challenging because like that one, like a lot of these things, it's well, he spat at me and he did this right. and that's mm-hmm. this. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, how do I resolve this thing? Yeah. So yeah. So I as much as possible, I tried to be invisible when I visited the set so I yeah. didn't get drawn. That makes sense. I forgot about that. Yeah, you had to stop our bands and talk to them and I'm it's it's crazy. I mean it yeah. is a crazy position I think to be in. And also because the cameras and everything else were so hidden. You know, now yeah. we show more of them. But back then it was like, nobody's here. It's just us. Mm. And then John pops up on the screen and you're like, wait, what? Wait, what's happening? <laughs> oh, yeah. I wow. want to know how I get it. Like we had Real World, which I think was an incredible show showing, I mean, just personal growth over over a short period of time. And then you had Road Rules, which was more competitive, but still showed that same kind of growth. I mean, you had these really interesting people. How did you get to the challenge from that? Um, it definitely was something that was an evolution. Um, your viewers may remember or your, your listeners may remember that um, initially we did something called Road Rules All-Stars, I think. Mm-hmm. And we had Sean and Rachel and John Brennan and Eric Nice, I think, and a couple others. And they went on this, this sort of road rules like journey. Mm-hmm. And then that was a success. And then, we, and, and it was really the first thing where we said, oh my God, there are these amazing people on these shows and we don't want to say goodbye to them. And the viewers don't want to say goodbye to them. So let's come up with something, how they can, how they can continue to be part of sort of the MTV family. And then from that, we said, oh, well, let's, what about a real world road rules challenge? And we'll put them on two buses and they'll compete at different stops along the way. And then after doing that for a few years where a few seasons where it was like, oh my God, this is really tough. I to set up every day in a different town and following them on buses. Let's just put it at like a resort or a house mm-hmm. or put it somewhere. And I remember one of the early ones we did, I think in Telluride. Um, anyway, and then, and that's sort of what became ultimately, uh, the show today. Initially, again, it still was real world versus road rules. And then we'd add things like fresh meat to get more people. And, you know, ultimately it's evolved into what it is today, where it's, you know, not only people from real world or road rules, it's also, uh, people from, you know, British reality shows, Romanian reality shows. Yeah. God knows everywhere. God, it's so crazy. How did you go about, because obviously this challenge formed because like you said, there was such inspiring and amazing and entertaining people that created and that were on real world. So how did you go about selecting cast members for the early road rules or real world seasons? Well, you know, when, when, when road rules came about, we would have um, the two showrunners at that time. I think it was Clay Newbill was the uh, showrunner of Road Rules, and he's, he now does Shark Tank. Oh. Um, and the re- it, there were a series, Matt, Matt Kunitz, uh, a bunch of other people, eventually Jim Johnston, uh, Tracy Chapman. There, there were a bunch of people who did show ran Real World. And we would do like a joint finals between Real World and Road Rules. And then it was like picking teams. It was like, you know, we you who was going to go on road rules who was going to go on real world Mm. and sort of figuring that out Mm. um and you know and there were people who some people we just felt like had such deep sort of emotional lives such such interesting stuff in their lives and sometimes we sort of pushed them over more towards real world because you know you needed to come in with a a really sort of interesting stuff that had happened in your life interesting stuff whereas the road with road rules you had the games you had the missions so you didn't have to pull quite as much i always used to think that you know it was 
easier on someone doing road rules than real world because road rules was not quite as intensive, though it could become that, and it certainly did at times. Mm-hmm. But you always had, okay, enough of the personal drama. Now we're going to do a mission. You know, whereas real world was all personal drama. Yes, it was. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then there were, you know, and then, you know, as we started to have to um, cast for the the challenge, there were just people who, you know, just aren't competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've had, and some of the early years, we had some of those people on the show, and they just came because they thought it would be fun, and you know, and they weren't really, they didn't want to win. And as a viewer, you want to watch someone who wants to win, mm-hmm. or you want to watch someone who's, I won't mention names, who's so smart at playing the game that they never put themselves out there. And somehow when it's a team competition, they end up being on the winning team and they have done nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. I'm going to have to watch um, back to see who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but so they, you know, they had a strategy. Their strategy was just to like slide through. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But uh, but yeah, so you you need people for the challenge who are in the game and who are who are playing the game. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, audiences relate to reality TV cast members in ways that they can't with like fictionalized characters? Yeah, I, I do, and I think going way back to Real World, there was you know when someone like um, Tammy Akbar at the time on real world LA was found out she, you know, was pregnant Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the right time in her life to have a baby Mm -hmm. and her making that decision. That was very real. Yeah. And it wasn't like we wrote it. We scripted it. We didn't know that was going to happen when we cast her. Um, So it was all very real. And it was interesting. We didn't get negative emails about it. Good. um, Because it wasn't something that we created. Um, and you got that fascinating thing with John Brennan, who, you know, is definitely comes from, you know, his viewpoint is abortion should not happen. But at the same time, Tammy was his friend and he was going to support his friend. Didn't agree with her, but he was going to support her. He wasn't going to scream at her as she like entered the clinic. Right. You know, I love it when you can take issues like that and you bring them down where hey, we are all part of this same human family. We have to love each other and support each other, even if we don't always agree with each Mm -hmm. other. God, and you know, it's it's so interesting, like hearing you talk about this, because I feel like you have obviously this overall look on everybody. But like, what do you think it would feel like to be one of the people who are exposing their lives like that? Like, do you think it's, do you think it would be difficult to be, if you were on a show, to like be as free and as open as some of us have to be? Uh, yes, because I'm a, a control freak. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to give control up to anyone. I mean, right. that's what producers—that's what producers are. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it would be—it um, would probably be good for me. It would probably be a real growth thing for mm-hmm. me, willing to put myself out there and sort of, you know, as I say, none of us are perfect. And in fact, the best cast members are people who are flawed, Yeah. you know, and, you know, who have flaws. I mean, overall, they're good people mm-hmm. um, and you root for them, but they're not perfect people. And quite honestly, none of us are perfect. Right. And if you have a camera on you 24 seven, we're going to see your flaws. Oh, yeah. Um, Just, you're going to so, see everything. <laughs> you know, as, as, you know, as producers, we always try to also sort of contrast that with the good aspects of who you were. Yeah. Um, and when you did something that was out of character or um, maybe didn't look you look great, we tried to understand why you did that mm-hmm. and hopefully see in the storyline that that's not just who you were. Yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, people, sometimes people say, oh, reality shows, they always make people look bad. <laughs> and I don't think that's true. I think we actually, as producers, if, if the viewers don't like you or want to invest in you, they're not going to come back week after week. So we, in some ways, sometimes we're actually protecting people a little mm-hmm. to make sure that we, yeah. when they do something that just feels like, oh, that's really shitty. Mm-hmm. We, we need to understand where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Like, are they doing it just because they're a shit or are they doing it because it's part of the game? Or are they going to get their comeuppance from somebody else for doing that? So we're, right. we're thinking about those things when we edit these shows. Mm-hmm. It's also, yeah, because a lot of people are like, I got a bad edit. And, I'm, and I truly like with Real World because it's such a long show. 
sometimes I acted like an idiot. So like, it's not that you edit someone poorly. It's it, literally, this is what you did. So if you only give them bad moments, that's all you can show of a person. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. you can't edit things that didn't happen. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and, you know, we're not perfect. I mean, I think, you know, I, there have been times when I've looked back and said, mm, I don't know if I would have edited that way, knowing what I know now. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, but, but overall, I think, you know, uh, the people who work on this show love you guys. Yeah. I mean, they, we spend so much time just like sitting in dark rooms, editing and, <laughs> and figuring this stuff out. You know, if we didn't love you, we wouldn't want to do it because it would just be too much of our time. So I do think that, that, that there is a lot of love that goes into the editing. Well, thank you for that. Next time I'm in an interview, I'm just going to shout out to the person. Hey, if you're in the dark room right now and you're watching this whole hour long interview of me looking for good clips, just know I'm here with you. I mean, yeah, I talk a lot. So, yeah, that yeah, we appreciate people <laughs> who are succinct and could just can give us the answer. And that's what's so amazing about the challenges. So many of you have been doing this for a while that you just give such entertaining responses. I mean, you know, you're, you're very much true to who you are, but you know how to, like, you, you, in a way, you're sort of producing yourselves. You know how to give us what we need to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. The language of the show. Yeah. And I'm also yeah. like, I probably don't want to explain this this challenge today, but I'll do it. And I also don't want to be there for three hours. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> how do I do this? How do I give them enough information in enough time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love it. It's like it's like therapy kind of like you get to leave the house for a moment and talk and feel free to talk about anyone and anything. And mm-hmm. it's great. So I think that the interviews are such an amazing part of the show. Yeah, they're also um, they have nice production value. Usually you look good in the interview, yeah. which I think is always nice. So, if we, <laughs> yeah. you know, don't have mud everywhere. you've been crawling around in the mud or, you know, it's 110 <laughs> degrees and you're sweating all the time. <laughs> It's great to finally get to see you, like, looking yourself. Yeah, that is nice to see. Yeah. Um, What do you think the biggest hurdle was in the creation of this show? Hmm. I think the biggest hurdle was trying to get the balance right between the competitions, you know, uh, the challenges and the the eliminations, you know, you, you need to leave enough room for the interpersonal drama, mm-hmm. the reality stuff. And I think that's always something you have. You don't want to so pack the schedule that there's no time for people to have some fun, some off hours, you know, where you get some of that great drama that usually comes out of what's going on in the game or sometimes mm-hmm. then then plays itself out in the game when someone acts like an asshole in the house right. that can come back to hit them in the game. Yeah. So I think it's getting that balance, right. It's really important to get the balance, right. Yeah. yeah and you used to balance that out in 30 minute episodes, which are really like 22 I minutes. Know. It's crazy. I don't know how, how we did it. Mm-hmm. I actually missed the 30 minute episode. I mean, the simple life worked because it was 22 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It was just enough. It left you wanting more. I think an hour, I wouldn't have, I don't know if it would have worked. It wouldn't mm. have been as good a, good a meal. Gotcha. Um, and I love the, you know, back in the days when the real world episodes were, were 22 minutes. Yeah. Um, you just like, you just like wanted more. And then it made them so bingy because it's like mm. you, in a marathon, you just go from one to the next. Yeah. It's like eating chips out of a bag. They're like bite-sized episodes. You can just really get Right. But the in. challenge, I don't think the challenge could be done in 30 now. No. With, in no, order to have. set up and no. Yeah. And even now they don't always get both the challenge and the elimination in the same episode because there's sometimes just too much to do all that. Yeah. Right. Definitely. But when they were shorter, it was nice because you could just go like, oh, I have to go do something. I have 22 minutes to watch this. I also got to watch it beforehand. Yeah. Well, think about us. We have to give notes on the damn thing. So now <laughs> some are doing those they're doing those 90 minute episodes. Oh, God, my whole meeting is gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to no. watch these. I got to watch Tori and Anissa for a whole damn 90 minutes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, it oh. could be worse. Maybe not. It could be two other people. (laughs) Um, So obviously, you know, you've been in the challenge family since the very beginning. And 
All Stars has been a really cool reintroduction of cast members who were on Real World from seems like eons ago, which is amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'm relax, huge, relax. I'm a huge story. fan. No, 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 no. I'm a fan. Eons. I'm a fan. I eons. love, I love All Stars. I'm just curious if you have gotten the chance to see All Stars or if you're happy that it's on or that all these people are coming back. What's your take on it? You know, it was just about Mark Long wanting to come back. <laughs> it really was. Mark said, Mark's like, I got this big idea. He had to go out and just help come up with a show to get back on the air. Um, I love Mark. But, uh, and he's amazing. He's still he in really great is. shape. He's yeah. phenomenal. I mean, he was, people forget that Mark Long was on the pilot for Road Rules. And then when we were putting the series together, we recast, just like with Rear World, we recast after doing the Rear World pilot, we recast for road rules. And he wasn't initially going to be in the series. And we just kept looking at it. And then one of the MTV execs says, you know, I just feel we're missing something. We're missing that Mark Long person. And so we said, well, we could just put him in. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so great. Yeah, he almost, Mark's career almost came to an end. <gasps> Never to have been seen because wow. he was just on the pilot. He's a great um, addition, I think, to the yeah. family of just being like a stand-up guy, not in the bullshit, just like, this is me, this is it, diffuses, like, great at problem solving, great at staying out of the drama. No one, he never gets in fights. No one's ever, yeah. you never mess with Mark because he's just a good guy. And I think, yeah, I like having that. Yeah. But yeah, no, so for it was really fun tuning into the first season of All Stars and seeing all those people. I mean, people who like are from my generation of the shows, you know, a lot of these new people from from Britain and Romania or wherever. I don't know them, but um, they're amazing. Yeah. I can't believe they're such great reality contestants from those countries and oh my god, they I, I think they've really infused the show mm -hmm. in a great way. I didn't I'm sort of surprised how well it worked mm -hmm. um but there have been some like real stars that have, yeah. have shown up there from across the ocean like There's emmy can we talk about emmy for a second what a, yeah. what a legend she's, she's in the making she's definitely oh god i love reality her. tv gold straight yeah. gold yeah no it's a great group um but yeah but back to the challenge i was a little worried when i first saw that first episode of all stars where you had to go swim in this super yeah. cold water. Yeah, and, you know, cool. those are those things where, you know, they test out the challenges always. They try them out. They do all these things. And every once in a while, despite all the testing they do, you all really suck at it. <laughs> that yeah. was not an easy one. And we did not have life vests on, but I was ready to go. I was like, these people are not ready. I'm ready. I just left another show. I'm fine. Like Darrell and I were fine with it because we well, could, and we learned we that, that you know being super skinny is not good in the water. Right. I, I know cold so fast. Yeah, yeah, That's it so wasn't true. cold to me. It's well, just how you, I'm built. we obviously see that there's ways that people can fail the challenge, but since you helped to create the show, do you have any tips for? what it takes to win a challenge. We'd really like to know, actually. This is this is just a personal question that- <laughs> We're not looking too good over here. <laughs> um, boy, that's a good question. You know, well, first of all, I think you have to be, you know, it depends on the type of challenge it is. If it's a team challenge, you know, you've gotta be someone who people want on your team. Um, so you have to have some degree of performance level in, in, the, in, the, in the challenges. Uh, and I think you've got to be a good team player. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's not always, you never know where the game is quite going. So you don't know if you're going to be on that same team or if something's going to switch up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's sort of one of the things that has always been something we've had to work on is you guys get to know the game so quickly and figure out the strategies that we have to sort of shake it up every once in a while because you're mm -hmm. two steps mm -hmm. ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And we're like in, in the in the sessions where we're trying to figure it up, we're like looking at the challenge and we go, okay, how would I cheat if I was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How would I bend the rules? <laughs> yeah. And so we have to be thinking about, okay, if I was doing it, here's how I, okay, we have to set up, we have to set it up so they can't do that. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot mm -hmm. of that trying to like get ahead of you guys. Cause you guys are also smart and quick at figuring out like shortcuts. Yeah. yeah. There are a couple people that are really good at it. Not a bad idea to hire Devin in production and just have him specifically do that. 
It's John was really good at it too. Know, but I, I, I miss Devin's sound I bites. know. He's so good. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So we have one more question. But Anissa, I think you take this one away because I always ask this final question. And but you I love asking the final question. You ask the final question. All right. So, John, this is the final question. This season is called Spies, Lies, and Allies. Who is the biggest spy, liar, and ally from this episode or of all time? I don't know. It's a big question, but you see It's a big question. I, I don't feel fully equipped to answer it, but I will say that there's something about Kyle mm-hmm. that just irritates me. <laughs> so I, would, I would put him in spy and liar. I'd give him both. Wow. wow, we've never had a double whammy here. Whoa. This is because the first on the podcast. Yeah. Whoa, he's, a, he's a good villain. He's a good villain. But he's a he likable such villain. a good time, though. Yeah. He's so funny that it's hard to, like, hate him. You right. know? Well, the best, the best villains are likable. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should try Anyway, that. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. So. <laughs> and I then- haven't seen enough, but there's something to me that says... Be careful. Well, yeah. you're on the right track there. Um, okay. And as far as ally, the most truthful person. Oh, you know, it's like, I feel like CTs become truthful. Mm. Am I right? Am I wrong? No, I think I, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's smart. So it's like, he is being honest, but it's like, he's also he seven get, steps ahead. He's most yeah, strategic. Maybe, he's most yeah, strategic. He's strategic. He doesn't get caught in lies. Yeah. No. He doesn't. You know, he has he also not. a way of forming words so that, into sentences that don't sound like lies. Right. I think that's just right. experience where you're just kind of, you know, you say everything but the thing. Yeah. Right. And then the people right. take the thing that you weren't going to say and they run with it. So you're right. like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's um, very strategic. But, you know, I still, you know, I love Corey. He's amazing. Yeah. He's just. Like, I love seeing him on the show. I just, when I see him, because he's, well, he goes pretty far back now. Yeah. Corey. Yeah, since Bloodlines, yeah. He said he'd never do a challenge again and look at him. He's like, yeah, I right. hate it here. This is the worst thing I've ever done. And then he just kept coming back. It's what we all do. It does become, like, <laughs> slightly addictive. Like, Of course. It's a game. And we yeah. want to win it's it. It's like summer camp, too. I get so excited to see my friends. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, yeah, you guys are such a VIP club of people. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like amazing when you think about how you get to live your life. And um, you're probably all too young to sort of get into that point where you're realizing you only get one life. But, you um... know... I'm kind of there. I mean, I may not look it or feel it or act like it, but it definitely crosses my mind of like when I say I've been on TV longer than I haven't been, you know, like, yeah, that's crazy. Well, look at you now. You're a big thank you card walking because our entire lives have been here and created because of you, John Murray. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming on the show. Seriously, it means the world to us and the listeners are going to absolutely love to hear what you have to say. So seriously, thank you. It's been a pleasure. It has been a total pleasure catching up with you both. Um, I'm just so happy for you and uh, keep making it happen. Thank you. Thank you for creating all of this. You really changed our lives. So thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I almost got emotional. Uh Oh, Oh, he said, uh oh. (laughs) Save it for the show. Save it for the show. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Bye. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. I'm at a loss for words. I mean, I feel like I just talked to, I, I don't, I felt, I don't even know what to say. He's, John is yeah. amazing and yeah. he's watched us for so long. Mm-hmm. since the dinosaur age and <laughs> <No>. <sighs> it just having him on is like such an honor 
You know, yeah, he's a busy man. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot of great things. And just thank you again, John Murray, for coming on, blessing us with your presence and, you know, letting us know how this all started. Yeah. And for employing us. What a legend. What What an employer. What an employer. What an an employer. (laughs) What a boss. Oh, gosh. Okay, Tori, you were there. I wasn't. I need to know some Challenge Confidential because I know you have it. Okay. Well, listen, I get a lot of questions about this one in my DMs. And because you can see it on the show, they give us the rules for the game. And then all of a sudden we're out there playing it. But the truth is these games are super complicated. And I just want all the fans to know that before we even begin to start this mission, we go to the side and production breaks down all of the rules for us. And then when they do their random pick for which team goes first, they pull it out of a hat. We get to watch this whole thing and it takes about an hour. So by the time we actually, yeah, it takes a long time because we're getting suited up. We're putting on our equipment. Like from the start of TJ talking to ending to us then getting into the mission, it's about an hour. You don't think so, Anissa? That's a long time. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's a while. Oh, just in general, yeah. Yeah, just in general, all the time. So I just wanted to let the fans know that if you're watching and you feel like you're not picking up on the rules too quick, don't worry. Us challengers aren't either. They're literally breaking it down for us because some of us would be running around with no idea of what to do. I mean, they're complicated. And just to add to that, for all that are asking when the sirens go off and how long we have to get ready, (laughs) not very long and then times that by how many people you live with. Yeah. Even if I didn't have anybody, it's still, even if you live by yourself, I mean, we're already woken up. They give us about an hour, hour 15. By the time we eat breakfast, we then have 30 minutes. Yeah. Maybe less sometimes. Yeah. I know everyone's been asking that and I'm sorry that I have not been attentive, but that's the answer. Safe to say it was a crazy episode. I'm telling you right now, the season only is going to get crazier and crazier. It gets very intense. Um, I wish I could tell you more, but you're just going to have to wait and watch because it's going to get it's going to get crazy. I'm OK with waiting and then watching. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big wait, wait and watch. watch girl. Yeah. Just wait and watch. Just waiting and watching. Yeah. Anissa, thank you for doing and co-hosting an episode with me again, as always. I love you. I love Congratulations you. on 500 episodes of The Challenge. You've been on every single one. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I would ne- I would die if I did. I mean, I wouldn't be here to co-host. Yeah. No, you would be. I'd be on bed rest of course. for life. Yeah, maybe bed rest. Yeah. Anissa, where can we follow you and how can we support you? You can follow me on Instagram at AnissaMTV. That's A N. E-E-S-A-M-T-V. And just, you know, give me virtual hugs. Mm-hmm. Mercury's in retrograde. I need all the fuck. I need all of the hugs. Yeah. Tori, where can they find you and support you in all of your things that you're doing? You guys can follow me at Tori underscore deal on Instagram. And honestly, I think in honor of the 500th episode of the challenge, I think if you guys share this podcast on your story and tag us, we'll repost it and put it on our feed and our pages. And yeah, let's just share the podcast and share things that we feel about the challenge on social media and talk about it in honor of it being such an epic show. And make sure that you guys watch new episodes of the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, every Wednesday night. And then go behind the scenes with us the next morning on MTV's official challenge podcast. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.